It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jared Halper. The most important dates on the election calendar may not be debates or even primaries. They could be court appearances. President Biden's son, Hunter, has been indicted on three felony gun charges connected to making a false statement about drug use during a firearm purchase. Hunter Biden's business dealings, especially overseas, are already a flashpoint in the campaign and allegations of influence peddling for access to his father, the crux of an impeachment inquiry in the House. Of course, former President Trump, the far and away favorite for the Republican nomination, is also expected to spend a lot of time in court this spring, facing four separate trials in New York, Georgia, Florida and D.C., Shannon Bream joined us for an interview about the indictment of the president's son, the early stages of an impeachment process, and the outlook for the upcoming election. We had to make edits for time and thought you might like to hear our entire conversation with Fox News Sunday anchor Shannon Bream. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the weekday Fox News Rundown podcast. Now, here is Shannon Bream on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So let's start with um, Hunter Biden. I, I suppose, listen, it's, it's stunning because he is a, a, a son of a, a sitting president. But at the same time, this is what the special counsel in that court filing a couple of weeks ago said he was going to do. Right. So this was pretty well yeah. telegraphed and pretty well scripted. Yeah, I mean, it, they said that it would come before the 29th. So I think some of us thought maybe a little bit later in the month. Um, I was coming into the office out from another appointment, and all of a sudden my phone's blowing up. He's been indicted. And I thought, well, yeah, we knew that was coming, but maybe a little bit earlier than we thought. So now this kind of resets that plate, that table for this conversation about will there be another pass and another attempt at a plea deal, or are we going to have the the son of the sitting president in the middle of a trial in the middle of election season when the former president, who is probably going to be the GOP nominee, is himself sitting in courtrooms all year. It's super weird. <laughs> so let's talk. I just realized that's like a, a scenario that is like well within the realm of possibility. Right. So I didn't mean to like it laugh over the answer, but it's like, whoa, that is. It just if we don't laugh. Me. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about these charges. So it's it's three felonies, but they are sort of all connected to the same instance, right? In, in which mm-hmm. Hunter Biden uh, on a form, when you purchase a, a handgun, you have to sort of answer some questions on a federal form. One of them is whether or not you are um, abusing illegal substances. And, and he checked he was not. And we know that that is not true based on his own admissions in, in writings and in interviews and things like that, where uh, during this time period, um, Hunter Biden has talked about his struggles uh, of crack cocaine use. Mm-hmm. And so those and so lying on that form is, is a crime, uh, not alerting, I guess, the clerk as you're purchasing the weapon is a crime and then continuing to possess that weapon knowing that you lied on the form is a crime. So those are the three charges? Yeah, I mean, that's the allegation. Um, If convicted on everything and the charges maxed out, it would be 25 years max he'd Mm -hmm. face in jail. I think almost nobody thinks that is going to happen or anything near that. But does this, you know, Andy McCarthy is one of those who's been out there saying there never should have been a plea deal because there wasn't an indictment to plea down from. Mm -hmm. So 
now, you know, you have this question about whether that plea deal will happen. These are serious felony charges. Will he be treated that way like any other defendant is? Or because the DOJ has taken a bit of a black eye on this thing, the plea deal fell apart. People thought it was kind of sketchy the way it was coming together. Will they now say like, oh, no, I think we got to take this thing to trial because people are watching. They expect it. Uh, But really what we all want is for any defendant to be treated like any other defendant. So if you would be in the plea deal process or conversation at this point with any defendant, why not with Hunter Biden? Maybe. But but the plea deal wasn't necessarily for these charges, right? That plea right. deal was about the misdemeanor tax offenses, which right. we now understand through court filings. Are pro- if there is an indictment, is not going to come out of Delaware. It's going to have to come out mm-hmm. of, I guess, California, where, where Hunter Biden was living, or out of D.C., because I or guess it's DC, the IRS. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is just the so gun stuff. That, which... so, so the gun stuff was sort of like, we'll do a deferred adjudication, which I my understanding, and, and you would know this better than me, is that's not that uncommon for an offense that is sort of a first offense and where the gun is not used in like the commission of another crime. Is that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to consider there. Right. If this has not been like Hunter took it and went and held up a bank, I mean, that's a totally different mm-hmm. situation right. than, you know, lying on a form. But as Judge Noriega did note during the hearing they had where that plea deal fell apart, she was saying, listen, I've had other people come through this courtroom who were struggling with addiction and they lied on the form. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a felony charge. That is something mm-hmm. that actually happens. It wouldn't be like Hunter Biden's the first person in history who lied about drug use and got charged with a felony. I mean, it does happen. What is but is it usually sort of settled in that kind of deferred manner? In other words, as long as you stay out of trouble for a pre prescribed amount of time, it's kind of forgiven without yeah, any you sort could of do that prosecution. A, yeah, with a first time offender, people will argue that those charges don't always come. Um, but we know that there are other cases out there. Um, we had a former, you know, Baltimore police uh, official who was on our air who talked about having very similar charges. He didn't get the same deference and he went to jail and um, it was a wake up call for him. And he says, listen, I accept responsibility for some of what happened with um, I guess he was on the tax charges. But yeah. what his argument was, is that, you know, everybody should be treated the same way. If you've got similar charges, we want people to see similar things that didn't happen on the tax charges for Hunter. But it is fair to say that on some of these, um, you know, gun charges, people, you know, it's not an automatic jail term by any means. Often there are these diversionary things. And his team has continued to argue um, his attorney saying today, we believe that these charges are barred by the agreement that the prosecutors made with him. So they're going to stick to that. And you don't blame well, them. I mean, they're defending him. But the him. judge never accepted say. it. What's it matter right. if the judge didn't accept it? Yeah, she says that, you know, his people are going to argue there was a deal. They weren't going to charge him. So nothing has changed in the interim. So that deal is still in place. And um, yeah, the judge is not. She was not willing to sign off on it. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So we would expect now to see, uh, you know, what what the I guess the next they they have to assign it to a judge. It has to be a first hearing kind of kind of see it played out that way. I mean, it's not it's not an issue where we would expect like Hunter Biden to be remanded into custody right. during during this planning. Right. Out, I is mean, it? 
But yeah, I mean, every case and every judge can handle things differently. But if it if it goes like the average case does, then, mm-hmm. like I said, this could start that clock again for them having a conversation mm-hmm. about a plea deal because now he's got an official indictment. Otherwise, okay. it's just going to proceed, you know, like any other yeah. case would. And we'll see how, whether or not they end up bringing charges on those tax offenses as well. Because or that could change, Farrah, I suppose, or the anything conversation. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, yeah, I know one be... of the things they're looking at is foreign lobbying and, and you have to right. register. And uh, we've seen other um, high profile people uh, convicted of FARA violations. Um, you know, that was a big part of what was uncovered during the uh, Robert Mueller uh, investigation yeah. of uh, former President Trump as well. Well, yeah. And remember when the plea deal looked like it maybe would hold together. It was during those conversations that the DOJ revealed there was an ongoing investigation. So they're mm-hmm. in there making yeah. sort of a deal over the tax misdemeanor stuff and the gun thing, the diversion thing. But that led a lot of us to just wonder, okay, what is the rest <laughs> right. of it? Well, and so, that was like I mean, what clearly the, there's and, more and the stuff. Ju- and it sounded like the judge like let the defense know, like, you know, this doesn't necessarily clear you of everything else. Right. And like, oh, it doesn't? <laughs> right, because they're like, no, the deal is that we think he gets cleared of all future investigations yeah. and those kinds of things, too. There was clearly a, a disagreement between Fair the parties on that. So. But, but the DOJ has made clear for a long time now that this is not a closed case. I guess there's other the potential stuff growing. The last question I would ask about this is this was filed in Wilmington. This was filed in Delaware, which is where um, the special counsel is the U.S. attorney for. Mm -hmm. He did not need special counsel status to bring these charges. He may have needed it to bring charges on the tax stuff because they can't necessarily be filed in Delaware. But this is a case he could have brought a while ago. Yeah. And so critics were asking why he didn't. You know, why why didn't this come together? Why was this part of a diversionary agreement? And there will be people who will argue that these two were on the same side, the DOJ and Hunter Biden's attorneys, because it was probably beneficial to all the parties to get this thing settled, get it done, do it quietly, get it out of the way. Others will say, no, I mean, the DOJ is clearly an adversarial party to Hunter Biden's attorneys. They're on two sides of this thing. And um, it was a fairly hammered out agreement. The judge clearly had some concerns with it, though. And so this is far from over, as you said at the beginning of this conversation. It could mean that uh, the president's son and the former president are, uh-huh. are on trial at the same time in the middle of an election year. And, well, we've never covered a, a campaign quite like this, but we'll, uh, no. we'll continue to cover it, Shannon. <laughs> but here um, we go. And, by the way, that could all be happening as the current president is facing an impeachment. Let's talk a little bit about that, because that was another big development this week. Uh, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, launching an impeachment inquiry a sort of pre-step to a -hmm. formal uh impeachment uh process notably did so and this has been raised by a lot of folks without a vote of the full house which was something he and other republicans were very critical uh, of speaker pelosi when she moved Mm -hmm. forward on impeachment inquiries against former president trump one of the conclusions that is being drawn from that, Shannon, is that it didn't come to a vote because it may not have passed. Mm-hmm. Is that a conclusion that, that you have drawn? I think that's a good question to ask uh, if those votes are there, because you do have Republicans out publicly saying in recent weeks, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think this is the right way to go. I don't think this is a good move. Um, I think the Senate would certainly say that to the House. <laughs> like, Obviously, this is going nowhere in the Senate. Yeah. But um, I think that the speaker is in a tough place in a lot of respects. You and I know we cover the minutia of this, the deal that was made for him to come speaker on 15 ballots um, and the people who were really holding him to those things on spending and all these other things. 
And, you know, Matt Gates, congressman, is out there reminding him, like, you know, we can do this motion to vacate the chair. <laughs> there is, you know, a report sounded that like, behind closed doors that like the, the speaker, speaker said, yeah, file the blanket motion, yeah. <laughs> supposed alleged language. language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we'll see. But he's got this internal conflict, just like Democrats. They've got plenty of their right. own internal conflicts about Biden, is he the best candidate? The polls tell us people are not thrilled. He's got the hunter problem. He's got the economy problem. But Republicans have got this issue where we are now looking down, you know, the home stretch of trying to get some of these spending bills done. No way any of us believe they all get done by September 30th. He's also got this pressure, the speaker does, on the right on this impeachment issue. So there's a lot for the House to unpack. And um, a lot of that is internal party politics. You know, impeachments, and we've had some experience covering them in in recent Mm -hmm. years, are political exercises, not legal exercises, right? That's an important distinction as we kind of look at, you know, when when people say, well, the evidence isn't there and uh, they haven't proven their case. I mean, there's not like a standard burden of proof in an impeachment, right? Yeah, A high crime and misdemeanor is largely defined by what the House of Representatives says is a high crime or misdemeanor. Yeah, and they don't agree. Yeah, as we've seen from the last two impeachments, they don't agree on that. And really this inquiry phase that we're at now with the three committees that are, mm-hmm. you know, GOP controlled, that are now kind of launching out, um, you know, they've got subpoena power, these committee, mm-hmm. you know, committee chairs and committee people, um, and they're under the control of the GOP right now. So mm-hmm. the, a lot of that committee work is going to proceed apace, but this is not a legal situation where you're going to drag people in front of a judge and you're going to be swearing people in and you're going to be, you know, asking for rulings on motions of evidentiary questions. Like we're well, just not anywhere near that. That's not how but this works. If you do get a subpoena mm-hmm. and you challenge it, how does a judge determine whether or not you have to comply with a congressional subpoena in the context of an impeachment inquiry? Well, think about all of the rulings we've had lately on contempt. You know, mm. you think back um, to when he was the attorney general, Eric Holder was the first attorney general to face congressional contempt. Mm-hmm. Um, in more recent years, I mean, Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, I believe, is the other. I mean, they're yeah, in serious convicted. legal trouble because if, you know, a, a, a congressional committee decides to take this to court and now you actually do have an actual judge getting involved, it can be a serious issue. And, and the Justice Department the has shown for, that they will prosecute you. Yeah, you can go you can go to court. Um, for enforcement of something that starts out as, you know, in the legislative body, these congressional subpoenas, sure. And I guess that's the question is if there were any sort of, you know, a- attempt to, to not comply under this impeachment of or impeachment inquiry of, of President Biden and the Justice Department has recently, you know, prosecuted people for not complying with subpoenas in previous investigations. Does that set a precedent now for how the Justice Department could handle these cases? I mean, the Republicans are certainly going to argue that. The thing is, too, these things take time and appeals take time. I mean, all of this can be playing out through the election season before you get anywhere close to an impeachment. Um, And you got to wonder, is the is the House really going to expend that amount of political energy and capital knowing it goes nowhere in the Senate. They might. Mm. I mean, you know, political campaign years make people do all kinds of things. (laughs) They could also move kind of quickly, too, right? I mean, like they could. And the House will say, I mean, some of these House members are going to be like, listen, I don't care who the president is. I think something shady is going on here. Let us Mm -hmm. see the bank records. Work with us, White House. If you do that, we don't have to subpoena you. And we'll just see where the chips fall. But there are others who think, listen, once you turn on the impeachment inquiry framework, it only ends in one place.
So we'll see. The other question that I've heard raised, and I, again, it probably doesn't matter because it's a politi- more of a political thing than, than a legal one, though, is, you know, a lot of this uh, foreign influence peddling that is being alleged would have happened when the president was vice president. Would that be a factor in whether or not you impeach a sitting president for behavior or, or, or acts that may have been committed prior to the presidency? I don't know, because think about what he has said. Some of the things that he said have been proven to be false by, you know, Hunter's own admission that he didn't make money from China. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and President Biden and the White House have continued to say, first of all, it was that he didn't really know Hunter's business. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know his business associates. Well, now that that's, you know, proven not to be 100 percent true, right. the line is that he's not in business with his son. He was never in business or involved in business with his son. <laughs> But these things he's been saying, they haven't been under oath. You know, as president, it's not like he's been under oath and somebody's been asking these questions. So it's not like you can get him on, Mm. you know, perjury or lying about it. Um, He's been what many people think they would do if their kid was in trouble, a very defensive, loyal father. So, Mm. you know, if it's tied to his time as vice president, it'll be interesting to see if there is, you know, solid evidence of that, how you tie that to his time now as president. We will probably be using the word interesting quite a bit over the next yes, weeks we and will. months. Um, unprecedented, what, uncharted. Unprecedented. What is unprecedented and, un, and super interesting on Sunday on Fox News Sunday, Shannon? Well, you know, we're going to have Elise Stefanik with us, who is in mm. GOP leadership. And I'm going to ask her about that quote <laughs> that we heard was behind closed, closed doors with the speaker. But we'll talk about impeachment. We'll talk about the spending bills. Like, do they have a plan? Are we going to have a government shutdown? We're working on our Democrat guests, but she will have a counterpart. Um, we got two or three yeah. folks. We're, we're going to lock one of them in. And Vivek Ramaswamy is with us, too. Um, had a big foreign policy mm. speech this week. He's taken a lot of hits from people who think... He doesn't have the experience he needs, and his foreign policy is not aligned with America's best interests. So we'll see. We'll we'll try to flesh and those things out. He is uh, seeing some some increases in the polls too. A very uh, interesting figure in American politics right now. Shannon, looking Absolutely. forward to that on Sunday. Thank you so much for the chat. As always, have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, Jared. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.